0: What's going on? Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time you're tuning into the podcast. This is your boy, the coach, Dre Balazs, coming at you with the recipe, menu Monday. I am excited to be here with you today to share some of the new knowledge that I learned from the health and wealth side. able to express good joy and cheer. Uh, if you listen to this, you know, for us in the US, we're going to set holiday season. A couple more weeks into Thanksgiving. The, uh, shortly after that, it the Christmas. And there'll be so many different things that are going on, you know, from Kwanzaa to my to my Jewish brethren you know, as they celebrate Hanukkah, I mean, there's so many great things that's going on this time of year, so um, I I, want to start off with telling everybody that's listening, thank you, You I appreciate you coming in from, you know, 60 plus countries, I think we're up to 60 at this point. We're listening to all the incredible people that are on the Citizen Talk Radio Network. I mean, we have a full show. You know, we've got doctors, attorneys, entrepreneurs. You know, we've got people with, 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 with strong spiritual backgrounds. and Just, you know, a great, welcoming knowledge that's so, if, if you're listening to this and you have a supreme being or a deity that you pray to, a great architect of the universe, God, Yahweh, whatever you call it, you know, just send up a prayer for Institutional we'll top radio really network and, and the Rescue Podcast and other podcasts that are out there. You know, there's some incredible things that are happening, there's some things in the works that, you know, uh, God moves in mysterious ways until it's revealed to us. until no longer, you know, a mystery, it's a confirmation, right? And so what's incredible about that is that there's so many different ways that we could go and so many blessings is coming to all the podcasters on this network and with uh, Intentional Talk Radio, especially for BIPOC, you know, the black indigenous people of color. Uh, in the United States. So if you're listening to this, say a prayer, ask for prosperity to continue, ask for prosperity to be shaken down, pressed together, runneth over, you know, in abundance, and just ask that the things that we put and set our hearts to, and the things that we ask of the Lord, that he will provide as long as we put in the work, because you know, faith without works is dead. So we got faith of Yahweh to provide. But We know we have to put in the work and have been putting in the work for its success. So um, anybody listening to this, no matter how many times you hear this podcast, if you hear this podcast 10 years from now, keep sending up those prayers for the wonderful, you know, owners and developers of the network, my boy, Kenny Hendricks and Miss Collette, aka Yolanda Williams, putting this together, continued prayer. For intentional talk radio network in this show, you know, I'd, I'd love to be syndicated. I love to be like Seth Rogen, you know, or or is it Josh Rogan, whatever his name is, you know, I'd, I'd love to have one of those podcasts that you know got so much sponsorship that everybody hears you know my voice and this this network's
1: Joe you know Rogen.
0: voice. Joe Rogan, there we go, you know, and and shout out to Joe Rogan, what you did was incredible, especially for podcasting. You're a rock star podcasting. But, um, and and, and and they continue
2: prosperity. All I have to say is look out because we're coming for him.
0: Yep. Uh, As as one of my favorite hip hop artists would say, y'all brothers ain't ready. Sharp as a machete. So, um, yeah. So we're going to hop into the show. We're going to hop into the show. Thank you again, Colette, as always, for joining us. Kenny Mm -hmm. back there doing all the the technical things that um, I'm not too familiar with. So I appreciate that. So today's sponsor is you, anybody that is listening to this podcast, because you're listening to this podcast with a reason. It's not coincidence that you're listening to it at this time, at this moment in your life, because it was something that you needed, something that you heard, or something that you're looking for to take you or yourself to an exponential level. Many people listen to podcasts similar to... How we listen to books or how we read books or we read articles, right? Because we want to get that knowledge. We want to have something else from a different perspective that we can add to it. And if anybody knows me, you know, I never meet a stranger. And most of the reason why is because I mastered the art of learning multiple things in multiple genres and, and, and industries and backgrounds. And so when you have a conversation with somebody that's an engineer or somebody that's an astronaut or somebody that, you know, is in the culinary field like myself, you know, it's good to have those little quips like um, like that. So this sponsorship today is to you, you who want to become more educated, you that want to grow in knowledge, you that understand that just having the book knowledge and not having the applied knowledge is only going to take you so far. You know, every even even when you get up to your doctorate degree, there's always something that they call continuing education and continuing education is in every single field of study on the planet, because what you learned five years ago may not be as relevant as to the new things that are happening in this day. So this sponsorship goes out to you. Yes, you that's listening. Go out there and change your life today continue to grow in your knowledge, apply that knowledge, and just become as successful as you want to be in however you to find set, success. excuse me. So with that being said, we're going to hop into the topic today. Colette, you still there with me? Oh, listen. Okay, cool. I, I thought my always... screen had froze for a second there. I was like, no, I've been doing all <laughs> this talking and nobody is there. I am with you. I
2: am with you. You know, I love your show, so I'm always with you.
0: Outstanding. So, oh, just so you guys know, I'm actually going to be co-hosting with Colette on her show on December fifth,
2: December fourth, have... and
0: December fourth,
2: December fourth yes. and December fifth.
0: I am excited because I haven't had a chance to co-host with her. I've always been the lead host, and she's been my co-host, so I get to play second fiddle and throw in, you know, my little nuggets of information on her topics. I'm, oh, I'm gonna pretty be excited.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited, excited about here. that. Yeah, I am too. To have you on, and we can talk about stuff, and we can shoot the you-know-what. It's going to be <laughs> fun. It's going to be fun. And it is. we are going to be broadcasting live from Miss Mary Southern Kitchen in Capel, Texas. Right outside yes. of the big DFW and I want everybody to show up. And the food is very good. The food is good. Yep. The music is good. We're gonna have a good time and it is going to be on and crack a lacking because Chef Andre Blass is going to be there. And you know the food <laughs> must be good if he's going to be
0: there. Oh man, you got you gotta know it. You know if I'm gonna be, I don't put my I don't put my name on too many uh, uh, uh too many restaurants and food. So you know
2: That's if right. I'm
0: there, mm, it's gonna be some good eating. It's and crack a leg, good eating. So today's topic, of course, you know the show was about health and wealth is the future of my people and who are my people? You, right? And really understanding what that means is critically important because. When we speak of health, you're not just talking about your physical body. We're also talking about your mental capacity and the things that are in your subconscious. Oftentimes, us as people, when we think of health, most times, not everybody, but most people, they just think about the physical that's going on in your body. You know, I need to lose weight. You know, I got high blood pressure, hypertension. I've got, uh, you know... Uh, 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 diabetes, gout, all these different things that happen to you internally that end up being manifested throughout the body and sometimes outwardly from the body, right? And what many people, especially in the people of color community, I'm talking to you specifically for all my for all my counterparts that listen to this as well, but this is specifically for my people of color. We need to truly take mental health excruciatingly seriously. And I'm going to say this because a lot of these sicknesses and illness that we deal with is in our mind, right? It is mentally what has happened from choices that we've made to lead up to it. Let me explain what I'm saying. Anytime a sickness happens in your body, that means there's a chemical imbalance with what's going on in your body. And your body tries to fight it off. Everybody knows how the white blood cells work and creating the antibodies to fight something off. And then for some reason it's unable to do it or it's overpowered it, or it's kind of like moss that grows on, on, on buildings. You know, when you see those, those, those big castles and stuff and the moss is growing all up the side and um, you know, after a while it just takes over and it just consumes it. Right. right. And there's not much you can do about it. (laughs) The mind works the same way. And, and, and the problem is is that us in the community of color, we won't take the time to actually talk to someone that has a clinical background in dealing with mental health issues. We'll go talk to our grandmother, which is good. Grandmama's a listening ear. She'll put a head on, on, on the chest, tell you baby it's okay, give you some great suggestions, give you some great wisdom, because a lot of times they've been where you are and you're approaching to where they are. So it's always great. But a lot of times in our community, we don't have enough people that have the knowledge to dig deep into the subconscious and uproot the things that have caused us grief or caused us despair. And the reason why that is important, because all that that's going on in your mental, it relates back to the way you eat. I'm a chef. Okay. So I'm going to relate just about everything to food because 100% of people eat and food can be a healing factor or a... or a cursing factor for the body if you don't know about your body. So we're gonna trace this back. There's a book. Um, I did not bring the book, so I'm gonna get back to that book here in a minute. So there's a book that um, that that I watch, that I read called Mindful Eating for the Beloved Community, and it's it's created by not only chefs but some other people in the food industry that have a different perspective on how food and the mind works together and how it can be therapeutic and why you've got to seek out professional help sometimes. So I'm gonna give you some some, some positive things about this, because remember, we're still talking about mental health, but I'm related to food because that's what I do, okay? There was an excerpt from the book that was written by a gentleman by the name of Kevin Fong. Okay. The book is called Mindful Eating for the Beloved Community. And what he talks about is what his grandmother taught him about food being medicine and your relationship to it. And his in his practice, it's called the Wu Hai Xing. All right. Which loosely translates to the five elements. I know many of you probably have heard this or probably have seen a Kung Fu movie named after this. I grew up on, you know, on, 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 on Saturday morning Kung Fu. You know, not the Kung Fu with David Carradine, who's a white guy. No offense, I think he did a great job. He just was like, it just was wrong for the role. But it lasted many, 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 many seasons. It was a great show. And they would always have, you know, actual Kung Fu shows that would come on after. after. But the Wu you know, is, is, is how you manifest harmony for yourself and for your world and it had elements to it. It moved kind of across a, a, a star formation. And it says here, um, balance the relative effects of the elements to maximize their positive effects. That's the key to the five elements that when harnessed properly bestow health through aligning the supporting shing and the restoring key. I know you've heard that before, cycles, right? And so in supporting and restraining, It goes directly into the mind in doing that because oftentimes the food that we're eating, we're not supporting our mental health to come out of the problems that we're having. We're not supporting our mental health to be freed of the poor habits that were formed because we relate it to a a, a tragic error, a tragic problem. And an example would be comfort food. I, I love the concept of comfort food, but for most people, Comfort food isn't necessarily what you grew up on unless it made you feel comfortable, right? Because some people grew up, like I grew up on beans and when I got old enough not to eat beans, I stopped eating beans because, you know, we were penniless and poor, poor when I was in my uh, single digit years of my life and mom could always afford a big old bag of beans. I mean, butter beans, navy beans, pinto. We did black eyed peas every New Year's and I grew up. And when I got old enough, I was like, I'm not eating beans anymore. Fast forward to me now, man, I I don't reincorporated beans like crazy because I really understand the benefits that it does for the body naturally. You know, not, not only with the fiber, but all the nutrients that naturally come in it that help give you the fuel you'll need for the body. But I had, for most people, that would have been considered comfort food because that's what they ate continuously growing up. Right. It wasn't comfort food with me. I didn't like beans. I was tired of eating them. Right. I like chili if it had meat in it. It couldn't just be a three bean chili, which my mom made pretty regularly with cornbread. I would just eat the cornbread and maybe a couple spoonfuls of the beans after I got tired of it. And my sister loved it. She kept eating it. Right. And understanding how that relates to the mind is that it's not so much the the comfort food. That's the problem. It's the type of comfort the food gives you. I'm going to say that again. It's not the comfort food that's the problem. It's the type of comfort the food gives you because it suppresses things in your mind that you don't want to address. See, food is a medicine. That's That's why plant life doesn't need us to grow. They always talk about farming. They always talk about cultivating and what farmers have to do. But if you ever notice, when's the last time you went in your yard and grew your grass? When's the last time you grew the tree that's in your backyard? or down the street at the neighbors, or the bushes. You might have planted the bushes, but besides that, the bush grew without you, right? Because the land doesn't need us to cultivate. We need the land for us to cultivate. It's the complete opposite, right? And so when you're going into the supportive and restraining cycles of the body and the way it relates to food, you've got to get uncomfortable with your mind to release what's hurting you. See, in in the people of color community, especially here in the United States, I'm not gonna speak on any other country because I haven't lived in any other more than, you know, 10 days, right? We have a deep rooted past here in the United States of unhealthy eating because we are innovators and very creative in taking bad situations and making them better. We took slop that, that they would almost basically have the pigs eat. And leftovers that they couldn't sell or use. And we turned it into what's known now as Southern cuisine. Okay? Don't get it twisted. Southern cuisine you came from the Africans that were shipped over here as slaves and had to repurpose trash food. And they turned it into great things. Like, I don't like chitlins. I won't ever like chitlins. I don't care how they cook them, prepare them, or whatnot. But my grandmother... My, my mom's, my mom's adopted mom, that grandmother, she knew how to clean them to a point where it didn't stink up the house and it didn't smell bad on your plate when you were about to eat it. I just didn't like it, period. I didn't like the texture. I didn't like the feel of it. None of that. But she was impeccable at doing it. And I do remember how it tasted. I didn't like the texture. But the flavors that she put into it were incredible. And everybody knows what Chitlins is. I don't have to go through the whole pig anatomy for people to know what that is. But she made it taste so palatable that people in the family loved it and ate it. And it was passed down through generations and generations of recipes. But nobody gave my grandmother the implications of eating that regularly and often. Nobody taught moderation when it came to bad food. You ate what was available and you made the most of it. They didn't give us a lot of vegetables. If you notice a lot of time in Southern food, the most popular Southern food vegetable is probably greens. It's pretty much the only thing that they would give us. We didn't get a chance to get the green beans and the broccoli. They sold those at market because they got high dollar for it. But the greens was just like eating leaves off the trees or eating leaves off the ground. And it has been historically in our spirit, in our culture, in our background, that poor eating is acceptable. Because that's all that was given to us. We deep... Fry stuff because we want to kill anything bad in it. Because most of the time we're getting the leftovers or we're getting the trash. We're not getting the clean processed food, you know that that master would would put through the process and salt brined and you know and trim and that they was selling market. We always got. The scraps, the stuff they didn't care about, stuff that they threw in a bucket that may sit there two or three days. We got what was left. And it's been passed down through generations. Now I'm gonna ask you from my people of color that is listening to this, now that you're completely educated on how food works, why do we continue to eat this way? Why do we continue to have this 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 problem? Right? So now you see how I tie it all back in to mental health, right? Why do we still have this problem? So Some of the things that I'm going to share, I'm I'm going to share these five elements um, that are in there. The five elements are from the Wuxing is water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. Okay? Water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And these colors do different things and bless the body parts, right? So things that are blue or black, you know, they bless the kidneys, the ears. It's got a salty flavor. Things that have a, 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 of a woody flavor. You know, you ever hear somebody to say, you know, it tastes earthy or it tastes like woody, right? The color for that one is green and it helps deliver the mouth and it kind of has a sour taste to it. Now, fire as an element, which is what we cook and use to, you know, char food, to cook, um, you know, native things out of it. Um, you know, a lot of times we add fire to food because we know that at a high t- temperature of fire, it kills, you know, like 99.9% of bacteria that's on your food, right? Um, It helps the heart, the eyes, and it has a bitter taste. Things that are from the earth, they're usually yellow or brown in the color. It helps the spleen, the abdomen, and it has a sweet flavor. And then metal, of course, the colors are white and gray, and it helps the lungs, the head, and it has a pungent flavor. If you think about how the body works in just those simple things with the elements and the minerals that we have to put in our body for us to work everything in the elements is what we have and we have to think of food in the same way when we eat because it's it's important that you know that food is a medicine so for instance cooking methods that relate to these five elements water which is The boil, a steam, a poach, a cure, a freeze, or a sous vide. That type of process is the best for processing through your kidneys and helping your ears. That's why you would use those cooking methods, because these are things that help the body function. With wood, you would use it as a pickling ferment, smoke, grill, or sear. Which is why barbecue is so extremely popular because the wood knows they get into food it changes the chemical breakdown of the food and you can still have juicy centers and have crispy outside and it not be burnt okay fire is deep or stir fry barbecue now remember barbecue and smoke two different things barbecue saute flambe dehydrate toast all those things do something different they that, that excites something, ignites something in the body. Earth, most of the time, is bake or a roast or a stew or a mashed puree. I know, like in the in the um, the Hawaiian culture, you know they have this 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 roasted pig that they do, and they roast it completely underground in the earth, you know, and they bury it and they let it sit under there for hours and hours, and it comes out so succulent and it changes the molecular structure of the meat they put in there. Because these five elements are key for your body to heal itself, to rejuvenate, to have a constant awakening and bring back things in your subconscious that you never dealt with to blow up. And then the last one is metal. So metal is usually, and this is going to be an interesting one, that comes in constructive foods such as mints, dice, and julienne and, and, and things like hummus. Those are things that are made mechanically. Uh, people don't think about that. You know, when, when you mince something, most of the time you use a metal knife, right? It has a different uh, a node that it does to the body. And so when you put these five elements together, what you have is you have a complete mental balance of who you are in the, in the way that it relates to food. Now, what we have to do in the community of color is we have to understand that in knowing these five elements, How can we unlock generations of poor decision-making, generations of poor foods that we're eating? How can we pull that out of our spirit man that's in our subconscious because it's just grained in us subconsciously. Our forefathers and foremothers Mm -hmm. are the ones that put it in us. Because they were the ones cooking the food, and we just accepted it because we had to eat it. Right. But now, Colette, because I'm, I'm I'm posing this question and I, I want to get your feedback. Um, now that we're in an age of you know Google, Baidu, Bing, Yahoo, you can surf the internet and get just about anything you need. Now that we're more educated, why do we still hold on to these? past poor eating habits and let it get in our subconscious to the point where going to a, you know, a therapist, because that's another thing in the black community. That's a whole nother conversation, but not going to a therapist because historically we've been told black people don't do that. Just like historically we've been told black people eat this way. Colette, Kenny, y'all got anything to to, to, to comment on that?
2: I think it's because one, indoctrination. Two, mm. three, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Four, <laughs> I've been <laughs> eating this way all my life and it ain't caused no problems yet. Even though that person may have high blood pressure, diabetes, overweight, a multitude of things, they don't see that it is broken. So, Bad habits are easy to keep. Good habits are hard to make. People don't want to change what they they not only have become accustomed to, but it's like habits. It's like looking in the mirror. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why do I have to change? It ain't nothing wrong with that. I've been eating this way all mm-hmm. my life and I ain't bad yet. I ain't got this, I ain't got that. I don't it amazes me when people when I see people that buy this pork sausage and pork bacon, and they still buy chitlins, and but you'll only find chitlins in the black community. And there are very few black communities. So you only find chitlins in very specific places. Lots of people have to travel outside of their blocks to go find chitlins. I don't even know what hog malls look like. So <laughs> it becomes a it's a personal It's a personal thing and it is also a community thing because it is a mindset. Because people are set in their ways and they don't want to give up what they feel does not apply to them.
1: And I completely agree. And people
2: feel like it, it doesn't apply.
1: I completely agree. And the other thing is that people want to defend themselves. And so if you attack the way they're eating, they take it personally that you're attacking them. And as Colette said, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I've been doing it all this time. My parents did it. Their parents did it. Everybody did it. People don't see a reason to change. And and they may have, again, diabetes, high blood pressure. They're on dialysis. They got gout. They got all these things going on and they're not attributing, attributing it back to their food. And what we're never taught is healthy eating as a preventative measure. You know, a lot of these diseases you know if you eat healthy just like i've i've always said washing your hands drinking a lot of water can can help you stay healthy in addition to eating well now that being said sometimes it's just luck of the draw you can do everything healthy and you know get hit by a bus <laughs> you know and some people exactly. eat eat really bad and live to be into their 90s and and, and later so, But 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 the whole thing is you really do need to take care of it for not just your body, but your mind and your spirit as well. So people just don't want it. They don't want to change. And if I want to do this, I'm going to do it. And then I'm the other thing,
2: it. too, right. The other thing, too, is that we now, I don't even know if I should call it a culture, but we now live in a society and a culture that relies heavily on processed food. People don't read labels. People don't care about high fructose corn syrup because it tastes good. They don't care about white sugar because it tastes good. They don't care about white flour because that's how it's made. They don't care about salt, immunized, uh, uh, iodized salt. They don't care about cow's milk. It tastes good. It tastes good they just don't care. I've been doing it this way. Never hurt me till now. Why do I have to change now? So I was watching something the other day and they talked about how foods are made, how they're planted and all of the pesticides in food. They talk about all of the things that we used to have that were out of the ground. You can't get it out of the ground anymore. People are eating foods that are nothing but processed or it's a GMO it's genetically modified who wants to eat something that ain't real I went into one of those browse and I wanted to get some fish the butcher said oh don't eat that don't buy that that's not real fish I said really he says yeah tilapia and uh tilapia is supposed to be really bad yeah yeah those are not real fish those are hybrids what yeah, yep. those are hybrid fish. How do you make two fish? How's that happen? But they do, <laughs> and they did. And they science. Created. Yeah, they it created. blinded
0: me with science. Yes,
2: yeah, with, with,
0: with how do
2: you do that? And that's in a test tube. So how do you do that? So I tell people don't eat that. And I see people buying tilapia. I see people buying swan, and there is a restaurant that it's called california fish grill california fish grill will advertise cod they'll advertise trout and they'll advertise a fish dinner so do you have any trout no we're out do you have any cod? no we're out we do have swine that's not a real fish that's all we serve only in the black community only in those communities where most of their Their patrons, they're black, and they're serving something that is not a real fish. I think that's disgusting.
1: I had an issue uh, uh, years ago, Andre. uh, I ate an apple. My wife had gone to school, but I just grabbed an apple and ate the apple. And suddenly, after eating that apple, I went into this rage. I just felt rage. I don't know, you know, I didn't know what was going on my wife came up to say something to me and I just said, get away from me. And she's like, what's wrong with you? I said, just get away from me. And had she not gotten away from me, I might have done something bad. I just felt this rage. I could not tell what was going on. About an hour later after sitting there, it went away. And I told her, look, I'm sorry, but this just happened. I don't know what happened. I ate that apple. I didn't eat an apple for about seven or eight years, afraid that maybe it was an allergic reaction. Until I told one of my sisters that and she said it was probably the pesticides on the apple and I thought about it I said that's probably right so I got noise going on in the house so i'll I'll, I'll stop here but the pesticides and everything else really can't affect us
0: yes I mean it's a, it, it's a chemical change it's something that's extremely natural you know and I find it interesting you know from a, from a health perspective and, and me as a chef all these chemicals that they use to preserve food, but we've existed for, you know, centuries without these unnatural preservatives and pesticides and things like that. And all our human race has done is grown and gotten bigger. So what were they doing? We'll say, we'll go back as far as Yahweh. What were they doing in Jesus's time? That was different than us. 2000 plus years later, that it- it's required that we have all these mechanical things and all these pesticides and you know gmos and all these different things you know for the you know for the food when we could have just kept doing what they were doing i mean they fed you know fed thousands and thousands of people you know the roman empire you know they never ran into a famine if you will you know of the land even the famine that happened with the egyptians in the early part of the bible it was only short-lived because they just had to get it from somewhere else. They stored it up. So it's like I don't understand the purpose of having to make it fake besides to make money.
1: I'll give you a compound word. Right. I'll give you a compound word. Agri-business. We no longer have farmers. Say one more time. You broke up. Agribusiness.
0: business Oh, yeah. To make money.
1: The Mons- Monsanto's. <laughs> yeah. There's you know, only a few real farmers. To, There's only... It
0: comes down to making a profit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's for, what it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: If I can make it cheaper than it costs for me to go send somebody out in the ocean and catch, you know, um, normal fish, then I'm going to do it that way because I can make tens of twenties of thirty thousands of them in a month, where it might take six months for a fisherman to go out and get the same or similar fish and equal my hundred thousand pounds of fish that I just made in a month. And it's 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 disgusting in my opinion. The way that they do it, it's like the morality and it's not just in this country, but I'm going to speak on the country that I live in. The morality of human life has no longer been put on a pedestal of value. It's been devalued for the dollar, the gold coin, the silver or whatever it is. So
1: yes. not
0: only right. like here in the U.S., again, the oppressor taught the the, the black people here. And the slaves, because, you know, there were were Asian Americans that were slaves during the railroad time. So, you know, taught these bad eating habits to suppress us because they they knew it wasn't good for the body because they didn't eat it. That's what I find so interesting. They didn't eat it. If they would have ate it, I would not have said that they were setting us up for failure. I would not be on my stance that they are trying to destroy us as a people, except for the fact that they didn't eat it at all.
2: But remember remember there were many many times even back in slavery days remember the slaves ate the slot they ate what the garbage what was left over And, and the people in the house ate something entirely different so there are so many instances and examples of who ate what how it was how differences were made based on who you are who you were, where you came from what you look like it's the same thing today and it's unfortunate that people don't take a a i don't know more accountability with what they ingest and then they wonder why they have these issues
0: yep yep so, i mean that's why we're sick it, i mean that's why we yes. stay sick that's yes. why we have the highest yes. you know heart attack and hypertension and highest diabetes and that's why people of color are, are, are the highest and overweight because we won't take the time to research and learn, you know, what's good for our body because it's mental. In our mind, we think this is how it's supposed to be. No matter if it's killing no matter if it's killing you on the inside, this is all I know. This is what I was taught. Who am I to question my mother and father? This is who taught me to eat. I'm not telling you to question your mother and father, but last I checked, um, every great man in the Bible questioned God. So if you think about all the great men that's in the, in, in, in the good book, whether you believe in the Bible or not, they all question their supreme creator, all of them. Do I have to do it this way? Why must it be this way? Are you sure? Even Christ himself asked, God, do I got to do it this way? You know, they, why did you forsake me? Like, if they can ask God those kind of questions, why can't you ask those questions of your parents of what they taught you? Mom, is this really good for me. Why do we eat this, right? And I don't mean as a kid, because a lot of times in the black community, you ask those questions as kids, get popped in the mouth, pushed to the side. You know, I'm just keeping it real. You know, you being a smart, you being a smart uh, a, a smart butt, you know, or, or your sibling to kick you under the table. Why would you ask them that? Right? In the because of the, to the side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, because that's the stigma that's there. And mm-hmm. a lot of times kids are asking these questions, and I think parents don't know the answer, which is why they shut them up. Not that they're mad at the kid for asking a bunch of questions, because if a kid you could probably take two parents and if a kid asks a whole bunch of questions about something a parent knows, they have no problem doing it. I always see it with homework, people that are not good at math. I see them get more frustrated than the kid at math because they don't know it. But if, they, if the kid asks them something about English and they're good in English, oh, my God, it's like, it's like a plethora. Oh, the, the original Latin word and this French version of the word and, and Hebrew, it meant this. You know, they know how to do those things, but I think parents just didn't have the answer. And me, like, like most kids, you know, you got shut up and kicked out. You know, um, you can go to bed hungry if you want to, if you don't want to eat it. I'm just asking why, why we eat it, right? Because that's what we do. And leave it at that. Well, see, now, people, I want you to start questioning your food and start questioning, you know, the importance of it. Because what you eat is stopping you from going to see that therapist, right? Because there's something that's clicking in your mind chemically that says, I don't need help mentally in my subconscious, Food is medicine. It can benefit you, and it can hurt you. It's just like just about anything else. We have everything has a has a negative and a positive charge, like in the magnetic field. Like cell phones, cell phones can be used for good. They can be used for evil. Cars for good or for evil. You know, uh, uh, uh you know, in the world, people talk about guns and all the gun violence is going on. It can be used for good or evil. Sometimes you can have that gun on and, and it keeps a crowd at bay where they don't lose their mind. But then you have those serial killers out there that use it to kill people. Good and evil, it's that balance right And we as people of color won't take the time to dig deep and let someone else that is not in our background, not in our circle, not in in, in the way that we that you grew up specifically to help us work through these issues in our subconscious because it's destroying us. Like, I always hate this. This is probably my pet peeve, and I'm going to say this, and then somebody else can hop in. When people say, I don't like water, well, your body would beg to differ because 70% of it is water. So you cannot like water all you want, but your body is telling you you a liar, right? And that's mental. That's in your subconscious. You probably grew up in a house that was a lot of juices and a lot of sodas a lot of Capri Suns, a lot of, you know, uh, 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 10% fruit juice drinks. And you got enough water to sustain because all those things have water. The food we eat, we, we we can eat three meals in a day and get about 35% of our daily intake of water that's needed, you know, if we eat correctly and not have to drink, you know, uh, uh, eight to 10 to 12 or a gallon worth of water in a day, right? You can get 35% and that's a scientific fact. You can look that up. You can get 35% of your water just in the foods you eat, right? But because we were taught, you know, sodas were better. My mama drank Coca-Cola, my uncle drank Coca-Cola, everybody drank Coca-Cola. I grew up in a country, of big red. Oh my God, everybody in my city loved big red. I hated soda growing up. I think that was cause God was gonna put me on this path when I got older, but I wasn't a soda drinker. I might do a Dr. Pepper one every two months or if I'm out at an event and there's no water that I could go drink, I might have a Sprite, you know? But mentally, we're attached to that sweet sugary drink that affects our chemical makeup and we go years doing it. I mean, Coca-Cola takes takes cleans battery acid off battery posts, right? <clears throat> so if it does that to something metal, What do you think it's doing to your mental health and your mind? It's changing your chemical makeup. It's breaking Uh, something down in the body.
2: Yeah.
0: And and, and we don't take the time to go to a therapist to sort through that, right? So we could get to the root of why do I eat bad or why can't I change or why is it that I'm this way? Well, because I'm not saying the therapist is always right. But because the one thing I've learned about it, going it's to my habit. therapist, it's habit. It's yes, habit. the one thing that I've learned from going to my therapist, yes, I have a therapist. She is absolutely fantastic. That sister of color puts me straight in my thinking because she only knows what I tell her. She doesn't know my, she knows my background for what I told her. She didn't grow up with me, right? She didn't, she wasn't like a friend growing up. She has a good, Completely unbiased opinion of me because she sees the man now. She sees the chef, the success, the father of five, the multiple businesses. She sees all that. She don't see the hell that I went through, right? So when I talk to her, she can dig deep and say, well, you know what? Well, maybe that issue goes all the way back to, you know, your uncle when he used to abuse you for bad grades. Well, you know, I never thought about that. You do the same thing to your kids because that's what happened to you. Well, I never thought about that. I kind of thought that's just what we do. It's like, yes, because that's what you were taught. Have you ever thought about trying it a different way? One of the funny conversations is, you know, the difference between black people and white people is um, white people do timeout, we do knocked out, right? So, but why? Right? Who said timeout is not good? And just like, you know, with, uh, with my counterparts, who said, you know, beating your kid isn't good. It's something that was passed down through generations. They do timeout because it's what their parents did to them. That's how they were taught. But also remember,
2: white folks do timeout, black folks do knockout. But remember, there are terms that are used that may be appropriate, may not be appropriate. Did you get beat as a kid? You might answer yes. Did I get beat as a kid? No. But both of us endured the same whipping, the same type of discipline, the same kind of discipline. Because we come from parents who lived by that adage, you discipline your kids. Spoil the, spare the rod, spoil the kid. So I believe strongly, and I've worked with kids most of my adult life. In fact, my entire adult life in education and foster care and business. And the same thing still applies. Discipline, discipline, discipline. And people don't get it until all hell breaks loose then they decide they have to change things so it's the same thing our culture we don't we don't want to fix it until we admit that there it's that it's broken whether it's us personally and individually we ain't gonna fix it because there's nothing to fix if there's anything wrong it's you because we don't look inside we don't look back we forget that when we look in the mirror we're looking at ourselves We don't look in the mirror for what's wrong with us or what I need to change or how can I fix that or how can I be better or I need to change that. We ain't gonna do that. That's too much like right. And we (laughs) live by what's wrong with you. You did, you're wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I don't need to talk to anybody. I talk to me and I like me. I like me just the way I am pork skins and
1: all you know uh, Andre I watched a, um, a a video about coca-cola down in Mexico and we're not talking about Tijuana or Mexico City we're talking about in the outback of Mexico and how much coke these people drink and especially since the water's so bad down there they consume I mean for that like the little small village they consume more coke than water, more Coke than you can actually imagine. They've got these little stores and their feet, they're having young babies drink Coke and they're diabetic. They're overweight. They are in bad shape, but they love, love, love that Coca-Cola. And I'm sure you know this. You can go anywhere on this planet into the backwoods, into the bush of every place and find a Coke machine. They've got Coke machines in Africa and in the Serengeti, in the outback of of, of Australia, in the deserts of Saudi Arabia. There are Coke machines everywhere, and people are absolutely addicted to it, just completely addicted. I know that back during the 70s, it was very popular, and I don't mean to get ethnic here, but it was very popular. White girls at work that did not drink coffee would sit there and drink Tab. Drink Coke. No, they drink drink Tab. Do you remember Tab? Tab. 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 Yes. That's what they would drink yes. in the mornings instead of coffee. I mean, two, right. and three, I two and three two and three cans before lunch.
2: Yeah, and I, I worked with a guy in commercial real estate at Kodo Banker who would probably drink 12 Tabs a day. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean a little bit, but I'm talking about three in the morning, three at 11, three at 12 again at three and probably three again at six. He drank tab all day long and people would joke about it, but it wasn't a joke because he drank tab all day long, all day. He didn't eat lunch. He would drink tab. He would drink tab. I know someone today who is addicted literally to Coke and I thought the addiction was Big Red, but this person is addicted to Coke. And I don't mean a little addicted. I mean a lot addicted. Coke, get me a Coke, get me a Coke, get me a Coke. Gotta have Coke, gotta have a Coke, gotta have a Coke. Bad health and all, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. And I have a list, and I wanna say there are 32 items on this list of the damage that Coca-Cola does. Cleaning your toilet, cleaning your battery cables, Taking paint off of the walls uh, and all of it, everything that coke does, it's well, about how it, it's about the element that it will that it will either eat away something or it will either destroy something and take it back to uh, a natural state. But it ain't the body, it ain't the body. Battery and tape. it's,
0: I mean, people love it because it's highly addictive. Yes. Sugar is addictive. Yes, sugar is addictive. Sugar is very yes. addictive, yes. and it doesn't matter yes. what form sugar comes in because people always talk about Absolutely. sugar in the raw, refined sugar, pure Absolutely. cane sugar. Sugar in all, sugar is found in a lot of foods in and it's addictive. In everything, yes, and it's, it's addictive. extremely addictive. Yes, and so you know, is salt. I mean,
2: and so is salt.
0: Oh man, it's salt and sodium. You know that is that's that's yeah that's that's conversation for the next show. Right. Y'all going to have to leave, sugar, leave
1: my salt alone.
0: Hey, we're not, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. we are not bashing your salt. Only thing I'm going to say is, because we're going to talk about salt on the next show. People don't know how to use
1: it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm better than I used That's to be. That's the problem. I, I, re- I don't put That's salt the on the table anymore. If, if I haven't salted the food enough at cooking it, I just don't put any more salt on it. I used, I used to be, I mean, I used to put salt on pickles. And eat them, you know. I was I would put salt on pickles. I would drink pickle yeah, juice and put salt in the pickle yeah. juice.
0: Pickles are brined in salt water. <laughs>
1: yeah. But you, I've got you this. Can't
0: get more salt. You don't salt need any pickles. more salt. Okay, so everybody that's listening now, please don't put salt on your pickles. Ooh, it's I remember, already it's I it already soaked salt. in a. St- Salt brine. I know, but Jesus. it's so good.
1: I don't do it anymore, man. I don't do it anymore. Not that I don't want to. I definitely want to, but I know better. But yeah. I would sit around and yeah.
0: So the topic for the next show. We're gonna talk about seasonings and flavors. It's two different two different things. That's gonna that's
1: And I just I just show. put the link in, in the chat to that video of the folks down in Mexico drinking uh coke. It it'll be a good watch. It's only um a few minutes long, but there's one point in there that woman talks about the, all the benefits of it. And she tells the uh, uh, cinematographer, well, you didn't know, you wouldn't know. You've got to drink it to see the benefits. And they really, really believe there's all these benefits to drinking all that Coke.
0: Well, it's probably because, you know, uh, I've seen a couple of that drink, not just one in Mexico, but you know, oftentimes they do it because, I mean, because the water is so poor, the yeah. water is so contaminated that it, it's not, the coke is healthier than the water and that's it's weird to think of that in, in, in context right, but if you think about the oxidation process that it takes to make a soda. And all the, the chemicals that they put in the soda to get that flavor that tastes is just right, you know, as opposed to the chemicals that they put in the water to make the soda. Yeah, but right? if you imported. They come from the plants. If you imported. You, you, you know what I'm saying? They come from the, the, the manufacturing plants that are polluting and contaminating the water. Hmm. So the people have to drink the Coke because it's better than the water, more nutritious. Because yeah, but if, ones, but if you, see, if you do import. You do you see the circle that I'm painting, Kenny? Yeah, exactly. But if so you imported as much. You see the circle and I'm painting?
1: Yeah, but if you imported as much bottled water as you are Coke, that could alleviate that, could mitigate that but you've got people hooked well, on Coke and it's profits.
0: Now, bottled water is a whole nother conversation because we're not going to talk about what the plastic to the water does in the oxidation process to make bottled water no better than tap water.
1: Yeah, yeah, That's I, a
0: whole show in itself.
1: I mean,
0: there's a documentary. There, there is that. a documentary, uh, Kenny, that I want you to go look at. It's going to get you a different perspective of water, especially when you talk about the water that comes from you know, like like uh, 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 the the beverage bottlers, right? You know, they do the oxidation, they go through the little process and stuff like that. There's a show that's called Tapped, T-A-P-P-E-D. Um, I don't know if it's on YouTube, it used to just be, it used to be on Netflix many, many, many years ago. It's called Tapped. And it talks about how the bottled water industry came about. Because Kenny and Colette, you guys are old enough to know this, right? Do you remember having bottled water in 1968?
1: No. No, no we just drank no. from the water hose. We
0: drank from the water hose. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. having bottled water in 1975?
1: Uh probably not 70. I, I don't think bottled water really came into to like the 80s, maybe the 80s, late 80s or 90s. 1979
2: was the no.
0: introduction. Yeah, of bottled very, water. Okay, bottled water. Worldwide.
2: So, we're talking about a
0: phenomenon where somebody literally took tap water, closed it, and sold it. it literally, it's how it did. Wait till you watch the show Tapped. Somebody wanted to compete with Perrier.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, I remember when Perrier came about. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's how it started. Well, you just put regular water in a bottle. It becomes. And it turned into all these different things. And what has happened over time. Once again, everybody try to capitalize on making the dollar as opposed to thinking of the health, you know, instead of leaving it in a glass bottle, they put it in a a manufactured plastic Plastic. bottle Mm -hmm. and then it has to be pressurized to be sealed. Right. Right? Right. Right. That's the water reacts with the plastic on the bottle and could cause chemical problems to you. Now again, it's just like everything else you do about ration. You can do a bottle of water every the other day, one a week and stuff like that. But people that drink bottled water every day, go watch that show. It's called Tapped, T-A-P-P-E-D. I'll have to check that it out. It explains, and I'm not trying to down the water industry at all. And I'm not trying to knock them because the, the original concept for it made sense. They wanted to make money, but what is the easier way when you're out and about if you don't have a fountain to go to? Right. Right. What's the easier way when you're out and about if you can't go to the sink and, or you don't have a cup? I can grab this bottle of water for a quarter, as opposed to every corner has soda on it, or every store has soda.
2: And guess what? They used to say until recently that Aquafina was just tap water.
1: It becomes my cousin would say the less less, lesser lesser of the evils, you know, because and and,
0: blue, all of them came out of tap and is bottled.
1: And you know how the water can taste here in the Dallas area.
0: it even says it on the side of where it was made. It wasn't made in the spring. Wasn't
1: made in. The, it That's was, where it started it, out, yeah. But, it was
0: filtered in a factory. But yeah, you know, exactly
1: sometimes exactly. here in the Dallas area, the water is really bad. It was uh, We had a gym at work, and I'd work out, and I'd go to the fountain. I could not drink that water. It was so bad. So, oh, again, it becomes just yeah. the lesser of the evils is that, okay, some of this tap water is bad, and you look what happened in places like Flint. They got lead pipes. You know, there, there's, there's no, unless you go, I don't That's even know how benefits. you do it. You can't like even go said, to a lake. Yeah, benefits. yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Right, oh, right.
0: But now, when I was painting that circle, because we got like two minutes left now, but I was painting that circle, the reason why these people in Mexico are forced to drink Coke is because the manufacturers that are polluting the water with these uh, 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 chemical plants that they have Instead of making more water, they make Coke, and they get people addicted to it because yeah. of the sugar. Yep, mm-hmm. It makes more money that way.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. right,
0: It just yeah. makes more money. Hey, if the water's no good where you are, if the pH levels is bad, we've got all these chemicals in it. Here, Coke is better because we make this with purified water. We use pure cane sugar. Uh, we use, you know, uh, artificial uh, uh, coloring X9. We use... Iodine number nine, we do all this crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, we put carbon in it, too, mm-hmm. so it'll be bubbly and good for your throat. Right, right. But but don't drink your water, because we contaminated it with our plants, yeah. right. with our yeah. power plants.
2: And and you know what? If you watch the movie The Grass is Greener, then you need to question everything. And I'd like for you to take a look at that, Andre. The movie on Netflix, it's called The Grass is Greener, and it's about marijuana. And the inception of marijuana, where it came from, why it came, and what this country did to marijuana in order to control
0: the black community.
1: I just say drink gin, and everything will be fine. <laughs>
0: can't can't well, go wrong. One thing I will say before we, <laughs> one thing I will say before we before we time out of here, um, I didn't know how bad the water was in other states and countries because I grew up with the best water in the United States. Oh, very
1: good. And where Kentucky. was that? Oh, Kentucky. Right. Kentucky. Oh.
0: And you can actually research that. That's why ninety-five percent of the bourbons and alcohols are made in there because we have the freshest, cleanest, and best-tasting water naturally, mm. uh, with all the different, you know, uh, uh, lakes and monuments and stuff that are out there than any other state in in any um, United yeah. States. Wow.
1: Do you know that in a Man. lot of states it's illegal? I grew up to-
0: there, we drink tap water. And people were like, well, we don't drink tap water in Texas. I came to Texas and had a glass from when I lived down in Houston. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, I understand. This Yeah, t- totally Like terrible. I don't,
1: Do you know I, that I in like, a lot oh, of states it's, it's illegal to collect rainwater?
0: Really? It is. Yep. Yeah, some states it is. Yep. Why?
1: You got me. That I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it, is, it is It is absolutely illegal to collect rainwater. And <laughs> even a state that what <laughs> you wouldn't think, like Colorado, I think it's illegal. Even if they did your own thing Anyway, you got it, Andre
0: Yep, well good people I appreciate you being on here today We we are right at the top of the hour Thank you for tuning in to The Recipe Menu Monday With Chef Dre Blast, Kitty Collette Thank you so very much Absolutely My pleasure Not only be great today, change your life today
2: Absolutely
0: Don't just be great in you Change greatness in someone else I appreciate you. I love you. That's the recipe menu Monday.
2: I holler. Have a good evening, good afternoon with the youth 4 Conversations on Wednesday, things matters on Tuesday. And don't forget, in your own words, the documentary with Dr. Sadly and Mindful Mind. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good evening.